The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service, nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. The 2022 Audio Description Awards Gala will premiere on November 29 at 7.30 Eastern. In recent years, there has been enormous success in expanding audio description for audiences who are blind, low vision, or who have other sensory disabilities that create barriers to full inclusion in the visual media. The Audio Description Awards Gala will celebrate the best of the best. Thomas Reed with Audio Description voice artist Navratiti Matos Alaveras will honor outstanding achievements in audio description in media and expand awareness of its benefits. Join us for this exciting event featuring special celebrity guests and celebrating audio description on www.adawardsgala.org, Pluto TV, and ACB Media 6. Join ACB for this special event and celebrate achievements in audio description in media. The holidays are just around the corner, and it's time to be thinking about getting those perfect gifts for family, friends, or maybe even for yourself. We have the perfect opportunity for you to take care of that shopping list and support ACB Media at the same time. It's the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Join us on Sunday, November 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Zoom or on ACB Media. You can bid on great, unique items like handmade crafts, collectibles, technology, and food including those wonderful baked goods and a whole lot more. If you want to get a jump start on things, the Sneak-A-Peak Appetizer Auction is also back this year on November 25th and 26th. Watch your email for more details or contact Leslie Spoon. Her email address is lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com. We'll see you Sunday, November the 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific at the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Happy bidding! This is Sunday Edition with Anthony Corona. Every week here on ACB Media One, that's American Council of the Blind, Media One, and soon after on all your major podcast catchers. Each week, we'll dive into the news, human interest, and discussions about the issues surrounding all of us in and out of the American Council of the Blind community. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sunday Edition. I'm your host, Anthony Corona. I am here, as always, with uh, executive producer, sidekick, partner in crime, Byron. Byron, good morning. Good morning. Hosting for us is Sheila. <clears throat> good to have you back, Sheila. Good to be here, Anthony. <laughs> and let me say hello to everyone in Clubhouse. We have Nikki, who will be making the extension. And if you want to join the conversation in Clubhouse, please feel free to use those instructions. And Nikki will let us know that you want to say hello. Um, I want to remind everybody that um, Friendsgiving is happening on Thanksgiving. And I'm very happy and pleased to say that uh, new, one of the new board members and another ACB media personality, Terry from Visibilities, and myself will be hosting the one to two o'clock hour representing ACB media. So please come join us. Uh, we have a couple of fun um, items that we're going to be bringing through the conversation, a couple of games, I should say. 
So it should be a really great hour. Um, you heard the promo for the auction, and I am sure President Spoon will remind us at some point during our chat. And of course, you heard the audio description gala um, promo as well, which we're going to be talking about in just a moment. Um, there are two board members, myself and Byron, here from Blind Pride, Blind LGBT Pride. And um, I want to just ask if we can take just a 30-second moment of silence for those who have been affected in Colorado, another horrific shooting. Five persons are no longer with us and 18 were injured. So just a 30 second moment of silence. All right, I was counting in my head, I might've been a little off, but let's get right into the action. If you're listening out there on ACP Media and you wanna ask any questions or join the conversation, you can get the Zoom or Clubhouse information off of the daily schedule or the various ACB email lists. So without further ado, I'd like to first introduce Kim and Carl, the co-chairs of the Audio Description Project. And Lord, if I listed their resumes, we'd be here for about a half an hour. So welcome, welcome, welcome back to Sunday Edition. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. Mine, mine would only take five minutes. Kim's might take a half an hour. <laughs> you know, yours is pretty. Yours is pretty impressive too, Mr. Carl. All right. Well, thank you. Moving on. <laughs> so we're here for the second year in a row. Um, how exciting is this? That you know we got such visibility last year that it was such a success that we're going for year two, and hopefully by next year we'll be able to gala in person. <laughs> It, absolutely absolutely it's um it's really exciting because it has grown um it's grown in several ways with um, more support from industry which is what we were super hoping for and it's grown in um in user engagement i.e um audio description users had a role in the gala this year with the people's choice audio description people's choice award so that that was exciting as well. And we can talk more about that, but I'll give Carl a chance to, to say a few words about how it's expanded. So I see this as also an indication of how we're generating more public awareness of what audio description is to both the general audience at large, meaning those who aren't necessarily visually or low vision impaired, or, and to those who work in the industry. And that that is huge, right? Because now we're generating public awareness to say, this is a civil right. This is not just a nice thing to have. This is a civil right. This is important to the community. Please make sure you add audio description when you create content. So I think we're generating more public awareness. The second benefit of this audio description gala is it's a fundraiser to help support ADP and ACB in its efforts to continue to advocate for audio description. And to date so far, we have raised over $107,000 for the Audio Description Awards Gala to help support the Audio Description Project mission of increasing for more audio description, quality audio description, and accessibility of audio description. So this is this Kim and I and the whole blindness community at large should be thrilled at where we're going, but more to come. Absolutely. And you know, to, to piggyback on your first point, 
point, Carl. I mention this every time I do an audio description show. You know, my sister uses it. She's fully sighted. Um, but, you know, helping out doing home, you know, checking homework and making dinner. And so she'll put on the audio description and she always says, you know, there are things that I would miss that I hear through the audio description and not because she's not watching the screen, but because sometimes things are happening so fast, the audio description will highlight something that, you know, she might've missed. And one thing that I found, you know, preparing for this show this, this, this week, um, as I started putting stuff out on various social media last year, I got questions like, what is audio description? How do you use it? This year, all the questions that I got centered around the gala itself and what the audio description project does. It seems that, you know, the general population, like you were saying, Carl, is becoming more and more aware. You know, everybody or almost everybody was always aware of, you know, the tele, I can never say that word right, but the, you know, the services for deaf folks. Well, caption and subtitle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but more and more people are becoming aware of audio description. So I'm going to ask you and Tim, before we jump into the gala conversation, if you can go over a couple of the finer points of what the Audio Description Project does, um, some of the release stuff that we put out on social media, and maybe briefly just remind folks about the Institute uh, coming up in 23 at the in-person convention. So Audio Description Project has um, a lot of different we are working on all the time because if you think about audio description, it it applies and can be used in many venues beyond television. Um, there's audio description access in the cinema. So going out to the movies and having the device and being able to sit in the theater and eat your popcorn with your friends and family and be part of the crowd is its own unique experience, just like watching television in your own home is its own unique experience. And yep. then it expanded onto streaming services, which are all over the place as far as making audio description available. We have so many choices now, which is fantastic. And we've had some mergers in the industry. We've had a lot of changes in, in the industry, but the audio description is is there for many, many um, services and probably will continue to grow. It should continue to grow. So that's one area. We also have performing arts, um, live theater. And that's where I got my start in audio description was with <laughs> live theater and just being so delighted because I love live theater. It's just so exciting and empowering and um, so I've done a lot of work here in the Boston area with live theater. We went from one theater that did a couple shows a year to now we're in the Boston area and greater surrounding area. We have probably over 50 different shows that people can go to with audio description. Everything from the big Broadway shows to first run debut plays from class class act playwrights and all of the shows are high quality actors and it's just so much fun. And so I really, really love that as well. Um, Carl, do you want to talk about um, museums, parks and 508 and your chair of a subcommittee as well of the ADP? Okay. So I'll, I'll briefly name all the committees, the media committee, which Kim already talked about more or less covers cinema, 
streaming, television, broadcast, cable, DVDs, anything media related. And I'm the chair of that, along with a lot of dedicated subcommittee members. And I don't want to forget any names, so I'll just say thank you to all of them. Then we have the Section 508 Committee, chaired by Pat Sheehan, which does um, government videos. Okay, and they are required by law to audio describe their videos. And Pat Sheehan is reaching out to them, the various agencies, and, and trying. And we've seen a lot of hard work by this committee this year. Then we have the Performing Arts Committee, with Sheila Young, who's hosting this uh, this Zoom panel, is the chair of, and she does a lot of work. And some of the things they're currently working on are the two resolutions that were passed this year at the ACB convention, where um, which has to deal with pre-recorded narration for performing arts and having audio description at all performances. But her committee not only deals with theater, the performing arts, but it deals with museums, the national park. There's a huge project going on with the national park that ACB is involved with. So that's wide ranging. And that's basically any, you know, uh, any place outside of media, really. And then we have... Yeah. Then we have the, so that's a huge committee. Then we have Beatty, Benefits of Audio Description and Education. And this is one of my favorites because it is a committee where we have a contest for kids in school to write about audio description and hopefully become future viewers of audio description and get them excited in it. And the winner wins an iPad and presents at a, annual conference every year, and that's a fun project to read all the essays. And then we have the conference committee, which Kim is the chair of, where we set up the agenda to speak at our national midwinter and national conventions every year to talk about and promote audio description. And lastly, we have the awards committee, chaired by Jeff Tom, which does um, the awards we give outside of media because now the audio description is concentrated on the gala is concentrated but these are the awards that go to theater you know government uh research and development life achievement things like that the award committee and those are also honored at the national convention in july so though those are the areas that we cover on but basically the role of the audio description project is to promote quality audio description, more audio description, and and just uh, make sure that it includes the blind community along the way. Nothing about us without us. Absolutely. You know, Kim, first off, thank you for all of the advocacy you've done from the very, from the very beginning of audio description. I'm going to be seeing Wicked around Valentine's Day here in Miami, audio described. Um, you know, one of the great performance centers here, the Adrian Arts Center makes it a policy to have at least half of their any of their you know traveling shows audio described which i think is amazing um you know i'd love to get to that point we have a resolution for it that every single performance anywhere everywhere is audio described and you know at some point in the future i i do believe we'll get there um but also before we jump into the team and and this year's gala itself the audio description project puts in a lot of work to gather, collate, and present where audio description can be found across all of these various, um, you know, methods of media and, and performances and so on and so forth. It's It's got to be a lot of work every week. You know, it's almost like writing a TV guide. 
Right, very Carl? much so. Very much so. And and you're absolutely right. The the audio description project website at adp.acb.org is a huge resource. It's really viewed as the international go-to place if you want to know anything about audio description. And we have a research section. We have how to access audio description on which platforms and how to go about it. We have a really popular feature, which is the the master title index. You can go to the site and... um, I think it's at the bottom of the page. There's at a, the top of the page. The top of the page. Thank you. It, there's a um, an edit box where you can put in the title of a movie that you're interested in seeing, and it will come up with results to tell you where it might be available. And there's over 8,000 titles now available with audio description from one service or another, um, and it provides all that information, which is so helpful um, rather than going from one service to the next, as you're looking and hunting for that movie you really want to see, you can just plug the title in on the ADP website and it will tell you where you can find that show with descriptions. So we have weekly news, we have articles in the media about audio descriptions. So it's, it is really the go-to place. And the ADP project, it also has um, a discussion list for audio description that you can mm-hmm. sign up for on the ACB email lists webpage. Um, and that has a lot of discussion. We support each other. Sometimes somebody in a, in a community is, you know, having trouble getting the description to pass through. So we, we give tips and pointers Sometimes you have to reach out to the local affiliate and work with them to make sure that all the settings at this, the, the affiliate are set correctly so your description will come through or your cable, cable provider will pass it through. So there's a lot of good sharing and support that comes off that list as well. And on the website too, if you even if you just do, say, just television, you don't do streaming. You don't do movie theaters. You don't do theaters. If you just have an antenna with just a you can even find out what's on each network and what's on each day. So it, it's very deep. And um, as Kim said, it's the go-to place. And you can also find out if you want to know what performance centers in your state have a mm-hmm. audio description you can go to the website now it's not as accurate as we would like it to be because on that area we're dependent on the people that live in each state to tell us where and when the shows are described so if anybody listening goes to that website and says hey my my performing arts center is not listed please email the website and let them know and we'll be happy to add it to the website And I just want to give a shout out to Fred Brack. He's our web administrator. He does a ton of work to keep the website interesting, useful, informative. He he sends out a weekly message telling what new DVDs have come out with audio description. Um, And Timothy Wynn, who manages the television schedule to tell us everything with audio description on broadcast television uh, and um, and and providers and we also have um, Serena Gilbert who's working with us and she's our um, our social media maven and she does um, 
Facebook manages a Facebook page, Instagram, um, Twitter, and I think that might be it. But she takes care of getting the word out on those platforms as well. So I always say to folks, you know, if you have an audio description question, start with the ADP website. And I think it should be bookmarked right behind the ACB Media website in your <laughs> bookmark list. <laughs> totally agree. So, yes. <laughs> you agree too, right, Carl? No, ADP should go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll put you and Rick Warren right. <laughs> against each other at the next convention. Oh, Rick, duke Rick. it out for us. <laughs> oh, it's not like Rick and I have never duped it out before. So don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kim and Carl, can you um can you tell us about the team that works, you know, behind the scenes to put the gala uh, together? By the way, I see that Dan Spoon is on the call. Should we include him on the discussion too? Uh, absolutely, Dan. I was waiting. Again, probably came in while we were talking or something. Waiting for you. Welcome, welcome back to Sunday Edition, Dan. Now he's got to unmute himself, I think. Hello. Hi, Anthony. Hi, hi Kim. <laughs> hi, Carl. Yeah, I was here from the beginning, but you guys are doing a fantastic job. So, yes. Well, Carl and I have no problem talking. So we... <laughs> Boy, these kinds of opportunities, but it's good to hear from you as well. Oh, thank you, Kim. Yes, it's very exciting to be here today. Anthony, thank you for inviting us on the show uh, with Sunday Edition. And it's, it's, it's just a monumentous occasion that we get to come together and celebrate our second annual Audio Description Awards Gala. I mean, as, as you all were listening, you know, the over 8,000 titles and it just, you know, it brings you back to, I think when we got started with the listing of the titles, we had less than a thousand and that wasn't that long ago, you know, that was five, six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And now to hear that we have more than 8,000, it just tells you how much overall industry and media has really, uh, accepted and endorsed and and really move forward with audio description and i think the whole advent of the streaming platform has just made so much of this possible yeah and if you think about it i mean day, almost daily we're getting back what they call back catalog you know the movies mm -hmm. from before audio description was you know something that was regarded as should be and even still movies today not all of them have it but, you know, movies, I'm waiting for nine to five. I check off it. I, I, I want to see my Dolly Parton <laughs> with audio description. <laughs> um, but, you know, check back often and look at that master list because, you know, like I said, almost daily, there are back titles coming out as well. Well, Dan, one, yeah, one example oh. of that, Anthony, is a friend of our friend and member of the American Council of the Blind with uh, working, you know, for the with the Seinfeld episodes that what Netflix yeah. went back with Satana Howry and voiced. Right. Uh, she narrated what I think 180 uh, Seinfeld episodes that you know now everybody gets to enjoy enjoy those with audio description and you see those kind of advancements, you know, weekly or monthly. I, I mean, CBS, you know, Paramount Global. Uh, I think an announcement that went a little bit under the radar this year announced that they were going to basically make 100% of their primetime content audio described. And that was a huge step forward for uh, one of the major broadcast companies. And we're really hoping that the others match uh, Paramount Global, but that that's significant. And they're one of the sponsors. 
of the audio, the silver sponsor of the audio description gala and also sponsoring Pluto TV to air the AD, uh, the AD gala as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to talk about Pluto in a little while. So, you know, Dan, your presidency is most definitely going to go down in history. Hybrid conventions, virtual <laughs> conventions, audio description gala. You must be sitting in a pretty proud place right now. Well, I'm proud of ACB. I mean, we have really come <laughs> together. I, I really we talk about this all the time. You know, when the pandemic hit, we had a chance, you know, uh, we we took we took lemons and truly made lemonade out of it, right? We had an opportunity to kind of just say, "Oh, woe is us! Uh, pandemic has hit. What are we going to do?" And instead, I think uh, ACB and our membership and our board, our staff, we really went the other way and said, "This is an opportunity for us to really make huge advancements." So. Look at what came out of that. We, we would never think that the pandemic was a good thing. Don't get me wrong there. It was awful and cost a lot of people their lives. But part of what came out of that is the whole community event platform that got formed, uh, hosting yep. our conventions virtually and giving so many more people access to, to participate, putting in voting where we're now allowing all members to vote uh, on our resolutions, our constitution and bylaw amendments, on our candidates for our office and, and board of directors and board of publications, the AD awards gala, all of this I think was made possible by us looking at the world a little bit differently. And with the advent of Zoom and all this, the, the technology met us uh, in a very sweet spot along the way. Yeah. And, but we we rose to the challenge, all of us as a as a group. And so uh, Kim, the immediate past president, set the groundwork, Mitch before her. But we were just, I think everybody, the board voted unanimously to move forward with the conventions and move forward with business and ACB and fund uh, the community events and hired Colby. And I mean, we in hindsight, it feels good what we've been able to accomplish. And it's through all the hard work of, of, of our ACB members and board and staff it truly has been. Yeah, and we spoke recently to David Trott, so let's definitely recognize over a million volunteer hours. So that's each and every one of you listening right now. Sheila, who's hosting, and Nikki, who's taking care of Clubhouse, me and Byron, you know, a million volunteer hours. It, it, that's, that's an amazing feat, too. So Everybody out there, good job. But Kim, Carl, Dan, let's talk a little bit about the team that puts that puts the audio description gala together. Well, we we have a planning committee or a steering committee for the AD Awards Gala. It's co-chaired by um, the vice president at Vespero, Matt Ader, and um, and the other co-chair is Karen Kenninger, the retired director of the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. And those two leaders, you know, help the rest of the committee um, do our work. And Dan, being the exceptional manager that he is, helped us to organize um, our, our gala committee into sort of work streams. And it really has been 
um, a great way to make sure we got everything done and done in the timeline we needed to have it ready for November 29th. Um, so we have, as you can obviously imagine, we have a production team that is led by Doug Rowland, the producer of the gala. Um, with others who work and support him on developing kind of the run of show so we know exactly what it is. Um, our co-hosts who you're going to be hearing from in um, the second half of the show today, Thomas Reed and Nefertiti, they both are um, terrific professionals in the audio description space and do a fantastic job um, hosting the gala. Um, we have a communications team um, that's led by Kelly Gask um, and JoLynn Bailey-Page and myself. And we work on the announcements, the social media, the, the um, kind of the whole flow of things, making sure that there's programs like this one available so members can learn and hear about what happens with the gala, how it all came together and what the exciting celebrity aspects of it are going to be. And then we have a, a fundraising um, side, a, a work team that does that as well, reaching out to sponsors, making sure we have the website up and running so people can make individual donations to the audio description project as well. So those are all part of our team. Um, and I wasn't sure if one of our co-chairs might have been able to join us today, but I haven't seen them arrive. So I don't know that Matt Ader was able to make it. But if he does, we'll hear from him as well. And then we also have to give a huge uh, shout out to Joel Snyder, our founder and senior consulting of the Audio Description Project, who chaired the awards uh, committee that helped put together the awards and working with Matt Ader had the creative idea of creating the audio description people's choice award, uh, which I don't know about you, Anthony, but it really felt like it, it got our membership involved. It got the larger community involved. It was kind of neat to go through and, and have the opportunity to select your favorite show out of the top 10. And we had over uh, 2000 people. That more than voted our convention. Vote <laughs> <laughs> on the well, People's Choice Awards. So yeah. that was yeah. really exciting. Yeah. And, and working with I'm all I'm looking for my pick to win. Do <laughs> <laughs> <You> tell, Anthony. <laughs> well, it's, you know what? It's 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 not politics. So I think I can say I, I put in a vote for Grace and Frankie. I, I think that audio description is just stellar. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so did I, Anthony. <laughs> but it was hard though because um you know um uh was it star trek was my i'm, yes. I'm going back yeah so it, it really was hard to make that final choice but um yeah I'm, I'm rooting for grace and frankie and i think first i when that first i think it was on sunday edition last year where we kind of bat, bantered back and forth like how you know there should be something for for us to vote on um so to see the you know see that come to fruition and to over two thousand. That's great. I'm 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 thrilled to hear that. Yeah, we've got some really solid nominations too, and they're all going to be profiled during the gala. You're not going to get to find out till close to the end, you know, which <laughs> one wins. But but we get to hear a little bit about each of them, and I'll just share a couple of them. Um, Ted Lasso, that was Apple TV Plus, and the audio description by Pixelogic Media. We have Obi Wan Kenobi. 
Disney Plus with the audio <laughs> description provided by Deluxe US. Um, we had a children's program, Alma's yes. um, English and Spanish. It's PBS Kids and Fred Rogers Productions. So the English was done by um, multi Bridge Multimedia and the Spanish was done by DeCapta. Um, Matrix Resurrection, that's an HBO Max production. That's Deluxe US. Prey, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Uh, yep. And uh, Prey is Hulu. And the audio description is by Descriptive Video Works. Um, Law and Order SVU, that was a popular one. Special Victims Unit, um, that's NBC. And Three Play Media did that one. Grace and Frankie, Netflix. Yay. <laughs> uh, audio description by SDI Media. So, Star Trek, the new um, Star Trek New Worlds. That's oh, Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. There we go. Um, Paramount Plus, and the audio description is by W. Sorry, Kim, I'm a Star Trek fan. I couldn't help. I correcting. know we had to. We had to <laughs> misread it, but those are the People's Choice Award. And next year, we've um, we've already decided that we want to back up the timeline a little bit, start a little sooner, and have a nomination process for the community to suggest their shows that will nice. then and then we will post those 10 or whatever the number may be out in um for people to vote so there may be even more categories as well potentially yeah exactly we haven't worked out the details for all of that yet but Certainly, we will have a nomination process as well as the voting process for the People's Audio Description People's Choice Awards. And I think industry will get excited in this too, because I, without going into details, I know that industry voted for a couple of these winners and got their own employees to vote for a couple of these categories. So I yeah. think industry will get excited. I think people will get excited. I think this will only help and expand and grow public awareness. So we're very excited about the People's Choice Award expanding and scope. And all of the finalists this year were just super honored to be a finalist, you know, and that is a big deal. Out of all the films and shows that could have been selected, these 10 were the top of the, you know, cream of the crop, so to speak and people's choice and so it um they were just all delighted and it really did create a buzz about wanting to be part of that elite list next year so i think we're going to see some really fun stuff next year with this yeah i know i saw um nbc with law and order and disney with ted lasso i'm sure there were others that you know they the you know the social media channels themselves put out that they were proud to be nominated for a people's choice audio description award so that's great paramount even, myself. paramount even put out a press release i mean and i think disney did the same thing so they were yeah 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 i didn't mean to cut I, you off anthony sorry no that's okay i'm i'm thinking to myself you know maybe a year or two or three down the line we might even have a category for commercials because all the, <laughs> there are commercials popping up with audio description which i think is awesome it's it's already on my short list to to do. I, I totally agree with you. We've seen a, a huge jump since last year in the gala when we did honor Procter and Gamble for being the leader in audio describing commercials. And I I jokingly say 
I think blind people are the only people that get excited about commercials when they have audio description because we actually <laughs> know what they are for instead of those commercials with music and and all you hear is a song and you have no idea what the product is. And yeah, those- I'm, not, I'm not planning on buying Huggies anytime soon. Maybe not yeah, for another 10, 20 years. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's exciting. And, and that's the other thing about the Barry Awards. I mean, we're not only doing the People's Choice Awards, we're doing the Barry Award, which Kim just mentioned, like last year, the Procter & Gamble won the Barry Award for commercials. We're going to do Barry Award that were nominated by the awards committee for the gala to recognize someone who's done lifetime work and others that are game changers with the industry, which we hope will others will take notice, just like they did with the commercials, and follow what we consider what we heard in the announcement earlier, the best of the best, as standard and best practices that we want the industry to follow. So this is one of the other reasons for having the Audio Description Award Gala. Yeah, and that's a perfect segue, um, Carl. So just remind our listeners, I think most know by now, but just in case, what the Barry Award actually stands for. So or who it's named for, I should say. It, it was actually, and I can't remember the second Barry, but there were two Barrys that were very instrumental in the field of audio description. One being Barry Cronin, who invented audio description for media at WGBH in the early days and was the first to put audio description on television. Kim, do you remember the other Barry? I do. It's um, Barry Levine. He was from Illinois, an active ACB member who was the president of Audio Description International. Um, He passed away very suddenly, very early in his life. Sad loss for us. Um, and we honor him because he transitioned Audio Description um, International, which was a kind of a, an organization of, of describers, into the Audio Description Project and the website and all the work that ACB's done since then. So we remember Barry Levine as well. So the Barry, the Barry Awards were named after both those Barrys in that they set the groundwork for uh, where audio description is today. And so that's why we call it the Barry's. And so and we give a very nice award to the award recipient, which is a, um, it's a, it's a microphone with the ADP logo in crystal. Yeah. Um, oh, nice mantelpiece. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very attractive award. It is very nice and well designed. So, and this year, would be proud to have it on their on their mantle, like you said, Anthony. And this year, we'll recognize you know, a game changer in education, a game changer in technology, an international audio description company. Um, we're not going to mention who the awardees are tonight because we want you to tune in on <laughs> November 29th at seven thirty. But but they are companies that have all advanced the cause of audio description. And then one who has uh, an individual who has dedicated his or her life to the field of audio description for more than 30 years. So um, stay tuned and it'll, but what we can tell you about if you're interested, Kim and, and Dan, I think it's okay to finally announce who the, um, the guest Somebody celebrity guests yeah. that are part celebrity. of the gala. Yes. That's what, that's what we're all waiting for. Yeah, you can, we, can some name dropping. we can do some <laughs> name dropping. So um, 
I'll let Carl take care of one of his favorite characters. Okay. Uh, the, may the fourth be with you. Uh, who Who's going to be joining us for celebrity? You and McGregor Obi. as Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> he will be there, and uh, with um, a very special twist to how he's connected to audio description. Can I tell him, Carl? Yeah, no one says no to mom. That's all. Okay. That's exactly it. Um, you and McGregor's mom is an audio describer, and so in Scotland. In Scotland, so she said yes. He will do it. (laughs) 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 Oh, Kim and Carl, you Mm -hmm. sneaky bots. You went to mama, didn't you? (laughs) We have um, uh, probably the world's most famous consumer of audio description, TV Wonder, giving out one of the Barry Awards. Um, I think we've heard of Stevie Wonder. Come on, that's equally as exciting as you and McGregor, isn't it? (laughs) Definitely uh, in our world, yes. Right? Absolutely. Um, the cast of iCarly from Nickelodeon again. That's from our generous sponsor, uh, Paramount Global. <clears throat> now the other names I'm not as familiar as, so I think you have to be younger or a little more involved in in the world of of, of media. But I will mention their name: Shayla Brown. Anybody know who Shayla Brown oh. is? Anthony will know. He knows these things. <laughs> Anthony, who, Anthony, who's Shayla Brown? <laughs> I know the name. I don't know what show she's on. Okay, Cameron Mannheim. I think oh, everyone knows Cameron. Mm-hmm. She used to be on Boston Public, mm-hmm. um, Boston Legal. She was one of the stars of my fa- one of my favorite movies, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. And just, she's an all-around incredible actress. Go on. And Nesta Cooper. Nesta Cooper? Yes. He was on one of the Lauren Orders for a while. Yes, um, I think so. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Go ahead. Uh, that, that's all I have for now. All right. Yeah. So pivoting, pivoting a little bit, one of the favorite, uh, one of my favorite, I guess, uh, features of the gala last year was the banter back and forth between audio describer and host, which, you know, obviously we don't see in media and performing arts and things, but I thought it was a really, really cool addition to, you know, to the gala. So let's, um, let's highlight who wrote the audio description, um, the script and, and the fact that Thomas and Nefertiti's will be, Nefertiti will be here to banter in the two o'clock hour. Kim? So, um, the the scripts were were written um, by several people actually. Dan um, mm-hmm. Tony Stevens was very actively involved. Doug was involved, um, and I think you know Eric and maybe some other folks too. I, I as well as Thomas and Nefertiti. Yeah, I think they all played a role. Well, yeah. the script the script yeah. of the show the audio yes. script the, was written by Joel Snyder. Yes, the actual description right. that Nefertiti does um, was written by Joel, but but we took a little license with it last year, and it really, really was a, a nice feature. It really gave that extra dimension to the gala, where Nefertiti stepped out of the traditional role of the voice of the description, and she actually bantered with the host, and it it was done really well. Um, you know, we wouldn't necessarily advocate that happen in regular kinds of shows, 
but for the totally. game, it, it absolutely was a, a <clears throat> nice touch. So. And this year, and you'll hear about this in the second hour, I'm sure, but this year, through the generous sponsorship of NBC Universal, they actually filmed at 30 Rockefeller Plaza. Yes, and I, I we have a, a little bit of conversation based on that. I want to I want to pivot again um, and bring Dan back to the spotlight because it is really important to talk about the fundraising aspect of this. I know I plan on sharing far and wide, especially with my friends and family who know how much audio description means to me. But Dan, mm-hmm. tell us about the, the fundraising channels that we have this year and how ACB members can get involved. Well, sure. Uh, so pretty much on anything that we're posting out, we're putting a, a link at the bottom where you have the ability to go in and donate to the AD Awards Gala. So please, uh, members, if, if audio description and the audio description project has changed your life and you'd like to see more and more of this, uh, please you know consider making a donation to the gala. I really think it's uh, you know, it's one of the most important things we do inside of the American Council of Blind and is really impacting the quality of so many people's lives that are blind or have low vision. So, so please, uh, you know, consider making a donation. You can also go on, uh, I think, adp.acb.org or acb.org. And from there, you can find the link to make a donation. And, I and it's also posted on the website page, yes, right? What's that, forward slash donate. Yep. So, so you can get get to it that way as well. And we had just, I think, what almost doubled the number of sponsors we had this year from last yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, so it was really exciting to see that participation. It's kind of a who's who of, of people that are involved in the industry and in media. So all the, um, all the folks you would think of. Um, yeah. Amazon, Amazon is there. Disney. Um, Paramount Global, we already mentioned, Microsoft, uh, Warner Brothers slash Discovery, now that they've merged. And um, our bronze sponsors at $5,000 were um, Charter, um, Charter Spectrum, mm-hmm. Keyword Studios, they're a producer of a lot of content, Fox, and the National Association of Broadcasters. We also had some anonymous donors um, about $45,000 worth of anonymous gifts as well. And, you know, listeners to Sunday Edition know that I'm fond of throwing challenges out to our membership, to especially Sunday Edition listeners. After the gala airs, you know, it'll be replayed, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. But I challenge folks to, you know, go out to those performance venues that do offer audio description or any, you know, write your local, provide, you know, cable providers, et cetera, and embed the link and tell them, hey, you know, this is why it matters. Because watching the gala itself really does give the sighted audience an, a, a true glimpse into what it, you know, what it does for us, what it means for us. So I challenge all my Sunday edition listeners out there, you know, be part of the advocacy spread the word, especially after the gala, you know, is once it's on replay and get folks, you know, that may not, may not need to or want to tune in because it's not directly affecting their, you know, their everyday life. But hey, look at all of, look at all of these sponsors, look at all these companies, look at all these award winners who, you know, change our life in a, in a daily way. And speaking of re-airing of the gala, 
uh, a really cool addition this year. And I will admit, um, I just started playing around with Pluto TV again because a couple of years ago I tried it out and it wasn't very accessible. Um, and then all of a sudden I, I heard tell, so to speak, that it's going to be one of the air, uh, avenues of, oh, oh, excuse me, one of the avenues of getting your audio description gala. So Kim, Carl, you want to tell us a little bit about Pluto TV? And folks, if you've got questions, start putting those hands up because we're going to open up to our listeners. Kim? Sure. So I'm going to pivot to Carl because he did a show last week and he got lots of great information about this. So Pluto TV, okay, can you guys hear me? I'm sorry. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. So so Pluto TV is a streaming platform that is generally, um, that has hundreds and hundreds of channels, a couple hundred channels on it that does ad-based television. It's free. It can be available for your internet browser, your smart television, your iPhone, your smart device. So there's, there's a myriad of ways to get it. They also have an on-demand component, which this is where the Audio Description Awards Gala will be, where you can search for it and it'll be in the on-demand section and you can play it. And it'll be available there starting on November 29th at 7.30. It will be opened audio described, meaning you will not have to enable it. It'll automatically be audio described, not only for making it easier for the blind and low vision audience, but we also want to promote to the whole world, this is audio description and this is what it sounds like. So we're leaving it it open so everybody hears it. But an aside to Pluto television, and you can download it on your smart television, your app. I think one of the more accessible ways for those who use a computer is probably through your browser, but there's a number of myriad ways to, to get it. It'll also be on the YouTube channel for the American Council of the Blind. It'll also be on ACB Media 6 and 1, 1 and 6. And you can also view it on the link at awardgala.org. So there'll be several ways to view it, and it'll stay on all those sites for some time after the live um, playing of the event as well. Awesome. Any other thoughts that you want to share before we start opening it up for questions and comments? Anthony, it's Dan. You had mentioned earlier um, about kind of the making of the AD Awards Gala video. And and um, just to share a few moments there, I mean, the, you know, the production of this, actually, we started meeting back in April you know, six months ago to plan the event that everybody will get an opportunity to see on November 29th, which by the way is Giving Tuesday for those that are of so inclined. Uh, but but it's fascinating to understand all that goes into this. I've, I've learned a lot just getting an opportunity to be on the committee this year, but, you know, you, you have to coordinate so many different things like for example, iCarly, uh, which was a you know wonderful uh, show that's that's on Nickelodeon. We worked with Paramount Global. You have to work back with the talent folks that put on that show and the producers mm-hmm. of that show. And you know, we contacted them three, four months ago, and then we found out. Well, this is when their production is going to start. Then their production got delayed a week, and so you know, you have to work with them when they're going to be available on sets. 
And then beyond that, you're having to get all the legal authorities to be able to to show the broadcast. So you have to work back through all the different attorneys and the agents of the, of the cast. And it's just fascinating. You, you live this with your, in your previous life, but, but understanding kind of all the hurdles you have to get through to ultimately get that video, the rights to that video, the access to the actors or actresses to record, uh, get it to our producers so they can then edit it and put it in the run and show and have the run of show all kind of come together. It's fascinating to see all these different moving pieces. Um, you know, the People's Choice Awards, we wanted to reach out and and have clips from all 10 of those shows and getting all of those wow. different entities to provide their clip and provide it with the right legal access. And, and then we had to work with engineering to get it all put together and got, get, it, get it over to Pluto TV and get it ready to go on UTV. We have to get it audio described and captioned. And then ultimately, you have to get back with YouTube and have them actually make sure that it's not the, going to get flagged as illegal content, right? Because you're you're sharing yep. people's proprietary uh, assets, as they like to call it, in the game. And so you have to make sure that all these assets have been properly vetted and 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 acquired, and you're not going to get flagged when you go to premiere your your show. So. I don't know about you, Kim and Carl, but it, it was, it's fascinating for me to see all the different uh, pieces and parts that have to come together. And then you've got to communicate it and get the word out there and, and, and promote. And it's, it, it, I just want to give a, a huge shout out to our whole committee, but especially our ACB staff, uh, Eric and Kelly and JoLynn Bailey Page, who is our ADP uh, coordinator and, just so many folks who worked a lot of hours to pull all this together. Yeah. It's yeah. And even getting Kim to make an overseas call to bother someone's mom. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was just going to say, it's, it's easier if you have access to someone's mom, but that was <laughs> right. But, but it really, it's amazing how each one of these, you know, like uh, with, with Stevie Wonder, you work through the agent and you get the script and you got, and then you got to get them to have availability and, you know, uh, and approve the script and on and on and on. It's, it's pretty fascinating to see how yeah. it all comes together. Yeah. It is. And it was, it was, it was, and, and this year it, it was a collaborative effort by all, as Dan said, a lot of people put in a lot of time. And I think you'll see the, the fruits and results of it on Tuesday, November 29th. And like Dan said, it is, um, you know, it is a day of giving. So I, again, I challenge our Sunday edition listeners, embed that um, ADP gala link into an email, you know, forward it to your performing arts venues, to, you know, your local companies and your friends and family. You'll be surprised at how many people will, you know, in your, in your honor, in your name, put a donation through. All right. Let's um let's take a look and see who may want to add to our conversation. Sheila, do we have any hands? No. All right, Nikki, how about in Clubhouse? Anybody raring to go? All right, well, Nikki will let us know if anybody in Clubhouse wants to join us here. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank all three of you for giving right your time. Now. Sorry, I couldn't get myself to get better <laughs> muted here, but nope, not right now. <laughs> 
That is okay. I want to thank uh, Kim and Carl and Dan. I think you guys are going to stick, stick around for the second half of the show. But um, thank you so much. And if there are any questions, you guys know, grab that Sunday edition link or jump into Clubhouse. Let us know. Byron, why don't we run that promo and we'll be back with Thomas and Nefertiti. Thanks so much, Anthony. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Every Wednesday night, come listen to The Land of Aru, a show all about the award-winning high fantasy audio series, Carcerum. Join Anthony Corona in listening to an episode of Carcerum with 360-degree sound design, a completely original score, and find yourself in the middle of an adventure filled with monsters, sword fights, and magic. After the episode, listen as Anthony interviews cast and crew members about their careers and the amazing process of Carcerum. That's The Land of Aru every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on ACB Media Stream 3. Presented on ACB Media 3 in association with Shane Salk Productions and Sunday Edition. Welcome back. If you joined us, you know, later on into the show, you're listening to Sunday Edition with Anthony Corona, and we are talking all things audio description gala. I just want to do a quick reminder that um, just about a week from now, you can start on that holiday auction bidding uh, less than a week from now with the sneak a peek. And then, of course, the grand live auction with four sets of auctioneers. Um, two of them are on the call with us. And of course, uh, Thursday, Friendsgiving, um, Terry Pacheco and myself will be hosting the one to two o'clock hour. Really excited to interact with all of our uh, listeners. And, you know, we'll be representing ACB Media for that hour. So really excited about that. And of course, everyone have a wonderful Thanksgiving. But if you have a few moments, no matter what hour it is, but hopefully during the one to two hour, stop in and, and let's celebrate a little bit as a community together. I'm really, really excited to welcome back to Sunday Edition uh, friends to the show. They've been here multiple times and they were here last year talking about same set, same subject, but I guess this is the uh, 2.0 version. Thomas Reed and Nefertiti Olivares. Welcome back. Thanks, Anthony. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How you doing? Good, good. Hey, Neff. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Hi, Anthony. Hi. So, you know, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack, but I think what everybody wants to know first is you guys got to record some of the segments at 30 Rock. Can you walk us through that day or that that series of recordings and, and tell us what it was like? <laughs> You want to start now? Go ahead. It was a cold and sunny morning. <laughs> <laughs> and um, lots of traffic. Oh, yeah. But um, we made it. And um, it, wow, it was, it was quite an experience. Thomas, jump in any time. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely there was a lot of traffic actually left really early. I, I'm I'm in the Poconos. And so it's, it's usually like about an hour and a half trip, but it took about three hours three and a half hours to get there so um they were trying to stop it anthony they were trying to shut down the, the, the gala you can't and shut so us down you couldn't shut it down let me tell you man my, my wife put the pedal to the metal we went off road i had to jump on a horse to get there you know what i'm saying like we, mm-hmm. we were he moving. caught a bagel we in his it. mouth on the I way i did on the way i was like i'm hungry somebody threw a bagel i, I got it <laughs> and then i you know uh, uh left the horse right there on the on the corner of 50th and 6th you know what I'm saying? And and we we went up in there and it was it was good. When we finally made it up to 30 Rock, 
that was kind of cool. Um, while we were we were all walking in together, they were just kind of, you know, someone was doing a little bit of audio description. I think it was Doug, the director. And he was like, hey, um, this right here is where they filmed The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, oh, okay, pretty cool, pretty cool. Oh, this door right here is for um, Quest Love. This is his office. Oh, that's nice. And we're <laughs> and this is our studio here, guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it was it was a lot of security up there. Um, yes, you know you couldn't just kind of walk around, but it was pretty cool. We had our we had a you know a little small little studio, but it was nice. We had a little dressing area and all of that. So we did. We had yeah. an area to leave our stuff and an area to get our makeup done, and mm-hmm. uh, then the studio itself was a nice space, beautiful lighting, from what I was told, and um, you know I I almost walked out of there with the audio equipment on my person still mic'd up. yes <laughs> i'm glad that the audio guy caught it because i was just you know i was like all right i'm out of here i'm done but uh <laughs> so yeah it was it was a lot of fun and my favorite part thomas get ready to blush okay my favorite part was meeting thomas uh... i was so excited to meet thomas and we had yeah. such a nice time it was nice it was my first time we actually got to meet in person so how cool yes. was that so that is that is awesome. And for, for folks out there listening, 30 Rock, it's rock because it is the top of the Rockefeller Center Plaza. You know, every year when we listen to that audio description of the lighting of the tree, that's where that's where that studio is. So, you know, there's St. Patrick's Cathedral. There's the iconic F.A.O. Schwartz and a Legoland store. There's so much. The rink and, and just walking at the Tonight Show. When you think about it, I, I mean, Jay Leno and um, Jimmy Carson, and I think it was Jack Parr was the original, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the people that have come in and out of that studio, did it, was there a moment where you said to yourself, you know, wow, I'm here where Alec Baldwin filmed. I'm here where, you know, Jimmy Fallon does his thing every day. Yeah, it, it was it was cool. It would have been nice if we got to go in there, but <laughs> you know? but uh, but it was cool. It was cool. It was it was really nice. It was it was you know I actually used to work right across the street, so it was it was kind of nice just to get back in the in the neighborhood right right there. So um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, and especially yeah. when you think about last year, um, I mean, as the as the narrator this year, there were still. Um, a portion of my job that I did from where I am right now, my closet, my bedroom closet. But just to be there in person with Doug and Tony and Thomas and Thomas's lovely wife and my partner and all this. And and like you were just saying, Anthony, knowing that so many giants, you know, before us have been there in the same place using the same equipment, et cetera, felt really, really magical. I'm so proud of ACB and this opportunity to uh, really step it up a big notch. Anthony, can I jump in at one of the... Absolutely. So one of the reasons... Hi, Thomas. Hi, Nefertiti. Hi. Congratulations and thank you for your participation. One of the reasons why we felt it was important to both have Thomas and Nefertiti come back is that not only are they consumers of audio description, but they work in the field of audio description. It is blind people participating in yes. the field of audio description. Both, as you know, both Thomas and Nefertiti are voice talent in the field of audio description. And we want to make those who watch this gala aware that blind people can work in the field of audio description. 
Absolutely. So that's why it was important to have Nefertiti and Thomas Reed as co-hosts of the gala. So not only are we promoting the best of audio description by recognizing people who win these awards, we're also promoting blind people in the field of audio description. You see, Carl, you just messed yes, that up because I, I thought it was because, you know, Nefertiti looks good. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it, all depends, it all depends how good the audio description of Nefertiti is, right? Oh, I, I got some unofficial audio description, and I, and I heard tell that you both look pretty darn good. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, why, why, Thomas, are you saying bald is beautiful? Oh, bald is absolutely beautiful. Man. Oh yeah, especially when it's a smooth bald there you head go. like Thomas there you has. Go. <laughs> oh, and I'll, I'll mute myself, but I wanted to make sure I got that in. Yeah, no, Kim. Thank Carl, feel you. free to jump in, you know, at any point if need be. But, and I swear Carl and I are not texting behind the scenes, um, but that is a great transition to where I wanted to go to next. Thomas, we're going to talk about your podcast in a few minutes, but Neff, you know, uh, I was really happy and, and really excited to see that some, you know, audio description in Spanish language is being recognized as well. And I know that that, um, that touches your heart because you've done a lot of um, uh, Spanish language audio description. So when, when you saw that, what were your first thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was very, very happy. And like you said, very touched, moved that Spanish language audio description and content, um, was recognized this year. Um, and I believe ACB does a, a really good job of recognizing Spanish content and audio description, you know, every day of every year. Um, but to have it represented in the awards the way it is was particularly yeah. moving um, because as a, as a Latina, uh, you know, in my first language is Spanish, et cetera. It's, it's always so gratifying to know, um, especially children being exposed yeah. to audio description in a language that may be their first or perhaps their second, but, you know, the parents are speaking it at home, et cetera. As somebody who didn't really grow up with that, um, I'm really, really excited that that is something that is being talked about, recognized and encouraged. So, and and I thought, you know, I thought to myself, oh, sitting down with abuelito or abuelo, you know, viejo, and being able to watch, you know, a program, maybe, you know, there are lots of families out there that Spanish is the primary and maybe English is not even spoken very often in the home. Mm -hmm. And here's something that finally, you know, you can sit down and watch together with your blind or low vision child and all experience it at the same time feeling and experiencing the same thing. So I'm, I'm so thrilled that it made its way into the gala as well. Yes. 100%. No, let me me just give you a bit of an example of how I'm using audio description too. I have a niece now who is turning six and her parents, in spite of my sister being Dominican and my brother-in-law being Puerto Rican and both knowing Spanish are not really actively teaching her Spanish. And yet when we watch um, any type of Spanish content and the audio description is on, I hear her repeating the words and she's, she's learning. So, you know, it's super important. That's that all. Is Thank awesome. you. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you guys had come on yet, but um, I, I said earlier in the program that my favorite, you know, piece of the gala last year was the bantering back and forth between you guys. How much are we going to see of that this year? 
Oh, that's a good question. Well, you you saw us just now. We came on here and right away we're bantering. Oh, it's just like whenever a, we're together, we're going to banter, right? It's a natural <laughs> aspect of our relationship. Um, but yeah, Thomas, how much bantering is there? Yeah, I mean, there's it's definitely there. You know, it's definitely there. I think the cool part, too, is that um, we, we have some on-camera sort of bantering. We got some little funny things. Uh, well, we hope they're funny, um, you know, that, we, that we're doing. <laughs> And yeah, it's there. It's it's definitely there. I think it's in the beginning too. So yeah, you're gonna see some of that. That breaking that 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 third, fourth wall, whatever it's called. Yeah, there's a little bit of that in that definitely. Yeah. And I think it was Kim who earlier said that, you know, this this um interacting between the narrator and the host isn't something that's commonly seen, which I absolutely agree with. Um, but I think that for this context, to make it fun, to make it interactive, engaging, I think. Um it's a really nice little extra bit that is part of the gala, both last year and this year. So did it evolve naturally last year or was that something that was, you know, was thought about for a while, whether to do it or not do it? Yeah, that came kind of naturally actually, because um, when we were, so Doug, Steve and I, we were kind of in the process and, um, you know, we wrote a couple of things and I had some things written up and it was like, Oh, you know, this would, this would work nice if, you know, Neff said it like this. And then we kind of went back and forth. It would just seem like fun. You know what I mean? And um, as far as I know, that was kind of how it came about. I wasn't involved in any discussions. No one told me about it. So, so, but, but that was kind of, you know, when we were recording, it was like, Hey, let's just get Neff to say it like this and, and we'll go back and forth. So. Yeah. That's awesome. And I was given, you know, the instructions, like not, nobody told me what to do necessarily, they, they left it up to me, but the sort of the impressions were there of what they wanted, which was really great because it gave me a little room. I particularly remember the line at the end. Well, at the beginning where I'm I'm sort of, you know, teasing Thomas a little bit about his beard. And then yes. um, he was like, I, I, you know, I thought it was he wants me to say it's luxurious. And then at the end, I actually say it it is luxurious. <laughs> so that was, you know, that was a lot of fun. That was describing and also, you know just kind of like teasing each other a little bit. And and uh, it was just, I loved it. It was so fun. You see, I thought you just came to the realization. I mean, uh. you know, <laughs> you know, I did. But... <laughs> so you mentioned the bald head and and I do definitely remember the, the luxurious line. Did you get to feel it while you're in, in 30 Rock? <laughs> I mean, let's leave a little bit to the imagination. <laughs> Uh, no, but funny. you know your your uh, interaction, your your friendship comes through, and I remember thinking, you know, as I watched, listened to the opening scenes last year, it was pulling me in. I wanted to see what else you guys were going to do. I wanted to hear the awards. I wanted to, you know, hear Jason Momoa and and um, oh man, what's his name, the football player and his wife, Kurt, um, Kurt and his wife, you know, and I, I definitely most most definitely wanted to see who won the Barrys, but you know, you guys pulled us in and made us. We wanted to know what you guys were going to say next as well. So. You know, kudos and kudos and kudos, and I can't wait to hear what you're doing this year. But um, talk talk a little bit about you know letting your personality because in audio description mostly you're given you know like you said the impression of what they're looking for, but it's not really personality. It's how to deliver the lines. How did it feel to kind of have the constraints lifted a little bit? And and if you want to talk a little bit about your friendship too, that would be great for our listeners. Sure. Well, I'll start by saying that um, 
Thomas is definitely my friend, but he's also my mentor. I say every chance I get how he is the first person and specifically important to me, the first blind person in the field who gave me a chance, who talked to me, who heard my concerns, who encouraged me, and who also told me, you know, if if this turns out to be something you don't really want to do or isn't, you know, what you thought it was, it's totally okay to move on from it. So, you know, talk about like freedom and, you know, letting me know like, hey, <laughs> you know, you're not bound to anything, um, but also always having support there for me. Um, and he's just, he's just, Thomas is just such an ultra talented person. Um, so I, I really look to him um, for a lot of like guidance and his opinion on, on things. So to be able to work with him so closely again um, for something as impactful as the awards has been a real honor for me. Uh, so that's a bit about the friendship. And then I'd say because there is that, what did you say, Thomas, breaking down the third wall? Or is it the yeah, fourth wall? It's one of those. One of those walls, <laughs> y'all. Um, you know, allows us to have fun and to, to I'm so glad, Anthony, that it, that it pulled you in and hopefully others too, because like this is Thomas and me all the time, even when we're being serious, it's, you know, hey, we're here to get a job done. Like, for example, with the audio description conversations we've been having every couple of weeks on social media, it's a serious topic. You know, we're trying to spread awareness and all that, but we also want to make this something welcoming and something that people can feel is approachable, something that people, blind people specifically, can feel like they can do too if they have an interest and are willing to put in the work and do the learning, right? So um, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's just such a, such a wonderful, liberating experience to be part of uh, this award show. And, you know, People's Choice Award and all that, Anthony. I won't get too ahead of myself. I'm sure you'll ask us about that later. But yeah, um, yeah that's my two bits. That's cool. And I'm going to just jump in on what Neff said in terms of uh, doing that work. You know, that was what I think that I saw in Nefertiti, that that she was really willing to do that work. And um, not everybody necessarily realizes that. That's why I say, and I, I truly believe that if if you start to do something and you realize, oh, I don't enjoy it, that's okay. At least you tried it where a yeah. lot of folks out there may think about it, man, I really want to do that. I really want to do that. And they don't take the next step. Neff took that first step, second step, third step. She was on it. And, and I really appreciated that. And she has a fantastic voice. She has the drive. So it was like, nah, come on, girl. I want to see, I want to see you do this like really. And um, yeah, no, I want to support people. I mean, pretty much that's, that's the way I want to live my life. So if there are other blind folks who who are trying to do that type of work and, and I could be supportive um, and, and I see that you're doing it as well, then yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. But, you know, Neff has that extra stuff there. Just, she cool. <laughs> Just plain and simple. She's cool. She's a, you know, she's a fun person to work with. And I always like to work with, um, you know, fun people. We talked about that, the AD chats, and one yeah. of one of our our mutual colleagues, Cheryl Green, you know, when we talk about fun people, we just have great conversations, a great time. Um, that's just the way I've always liked to work. You you talk to anybody I've worked with anywhere in my life. Um, if it's not fun, I'm I'm probably gonna leave. 
I'm going to leave. I'm going to get the work done. I'm going to be serious. I'm going to do a great job and all that. But it, why can't it be fun at the same time? I don't, right. it doesn't make sense to me that it's not so. Absolutely. And I want to remind listeners out there, um, both Thomas and Nefertiti were here last year for the audio description gala, but we've done episodes of Sunday edition with them separately as well. And they both have amazing stories. So whether you go to acbmedia.org, that's the way I prefer you to get it, or wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Apple or Spotify, go back, search the episodes. Um, you definitely, if you didn't hear it the first time around, you want to hear their stories. Um, I do want to talk about the audio chats in a few minutes, but, um, you know, we also allow for listeners to send in questions via email if for some reason they can't be part of the, you know, the live recording of the show. And I got an interesting one, and I'm going to leave it up to you on how you choose to answer it, or if you don't want to answer it, that's fine as well. But the question reads, um, basically, I'm going to paraphrase, I'm not a bro reader yet, I'm learning though. Um hey. the- Yes. I love yes. Braille. I'm so excited. Yeah. Good for you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you, you remember what happened the first time around. I wasn't ready yet. I was too young in blindness. But um, it's time and I'm doing it. The question asked is, in the blind and low vision community, there doesn't seem to be as much of a discussion about representation of other cultures within audio description and or within the listening to it in the production process um so can you talk a little bit about uh you know representation of latino representation of of our you know of all the different representations in audio description yeah i think i think that plays really well into what you and i and Cheryl Green specifically have taken to doing with our culturally competent audio description chats and the like. Thomas, that's your Absolutely. cue. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, Thomas, I, I, have yeah. you seen Wakanda yet? And I got to know what you thought at some oh, point yeah. later on in the show. I'll definitely talk about that. I'll definitely oh, talk okay. about that. Um, and it's, well, yeah. So yeah, culturally competent, um, culturally responsive AD. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's been something I've been talking about for for several years, and and I agree with the the writer. I don't necessarily think the conversation gets as much attention as it deserves, and and I still yeah. want to see it um, increase. It's increasing um, on the positive side. I know I've had conversations with folks in um, different post production companies who are producing some of the AD. And I can genuinely say that those who have reached out, um, we've had great conversations um, and they seem to want to do it. Um, There may be some pushback from other areas, but I think we need to just, we need to continue to talk about it. And, And the thing about audio description and this conversation and other parts of the conversation around audio description is that they go beyond just the AD. They, they impact culture. They impact, you know, when we talk about blindness, they impact our our own empowerment and how we look at ourselves. They they impact adjusting to blindness. You talk about being young in your blindness experience and not being ready to learn Braille. Um, this audio description is a part of that conversation as well, you know? So yeah. I think I think all of these deserve space. All of these deserve time and space. And um whoever that is who wrote in that, I would say do your part. If you can do your part to continue whatever your platform is or reaching out to other people, um, we can all do that. And I think as individuals, we can do a lot more than we actually think we can. 
Absolutely. You know, due to non-disclosures, I can't mention which companies, but Blind Pride International has been approached by two different companies to talk about audio description and self-description, et cetera. Um, and, it, you know, I feel at this point, the conversation is in its infancy, but it needs it needs to continue. It needs more voices and it needs all of us to, you know, to pay attention and to be a part. Like you said, do your part. If it's obvious to a sighted person, it should be obvious to a blind or visually impaired person. End of story. It was the same thing in the early days of closed captioning. So let's say somebody would swear they wouldn't write out the closed captioning. And it still that, happens. Yeah. And when happens. I had that, I'd be, why not? What do, what do you mean I need to see an asterisk, exclamation point, number sign? I know they said something. I need to. So it's the same thing in terms of audio description. You know, mm -hmm. if one of my all time favorite movies do the right thing, I hope if that were, I mean, color is very important in that movie. The fact that the pizza shop owner is Italian and the fact that the main character is African-American is very important and that should be understood in the audio description. And, the, and, and so it's and the same thing of how identity, sexual identity is portrayed. If, if that's obvious to the sighted viewer, why shouldn't it be obvious? It's part of telling the story. Now, when I first started an audio description 20 years ago, we were all told not to do that. But I, I do think that that audio description should evolve. And enough of the, I didn't mean to cut you off because I'm sure you have many thoughts, but I just wanted to say, we are seeing an evolution and incrementalism. But to my point, if it's available to the sighted viewer. Absolutely. hundred percent. And no worries, Carl, you just spoke gold. So cut me off anytime. Um, yeah, I I think that it we've, we've come quite a long way right it, it used to be and you know honestly it still is for some companies where only mention race if it's relevant to the plot you know and it's that's we're not okay with that anymore and we as a community blind people sighted allies other disabled folks etc are not really standing for it anymore we want to hear about ourselves we want to have full access because like thomas says audio description goes beyond entertainment it is so much more uh than just you know she sits down he smiles you know things of that sort so there's that and i also uh just shameless plug if you don't mind me saying but i recently started a new job with descriptive video works and it's all about this stuff it's all about diversifying uh, narrator casting um qc recruitment of more blind people um it's it's all about the div you know diversifying the talent and you know putting out there how can i say like more transparency as to hey this is the work we've done. So names, people are, are going to say their names now, the writer and the narrators at the end of, of all um, described pieces and the like. And I'm very, very proud of the step that Descriptive Video Works has taken. And I'm ultra proud to be the person in the position. And I really, really hope that other companies, you know, take note and follow DVW's lead. Let's give um, a plug out to Reese Lloyd at Descriptive Video Works, who yeah. is also one of the planning members of the AD Gala and one of the sponsors of the financial sponsors. So please give a plug to Reese Lloyd of Descriptive Video Works. 
Absolutely. I, and not just because he's my boss now, but Reese is the real deal. I'm all talk on the brief and I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. This is, this is Kim. And I just, I just want to say that um, Nefertiti, I'm thrilled at your new position and what descriptive video works is doing. It is phenomenal. And um you know, as far as I'm concerned, game changing. It's really, really cool. And I couldn't think of a better person to be in charge of that initiative than you. Aww. So maybe you should nominate them next year for the ABC. <laughs> maybe yeah, so, maybe. you know. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. That means a lot. I really appreciate it. I, you know, I have to echo Kim's sentiments. And, and I don't know, we are so kismet today because they're, you know, they're popping in and taking us exactly where I want to go with things. Um, yes, again, congratulations now. And I, I saw something recently. Um, I want to say it was Facebook, but don't, you know, don't slap me if it wasn't. Um, there's also conversation around body image starting to happen. And, you know, rep mm -hmm. you know we don't hear, you know, what a character actually looks like often. So can you guys speak a little bit about that as well? I mean, to me, that's, that's again, that's part of that same conversation, right? If, if Carl said it, if, if it can be seen, then it should be said. And, and that does matter. That matters to people. Um, you know, size, size matters, but, but, you know, not, I shouldn't have said that. Well, I mean, y'all know, know what I'm talking about here. You know what I'm saying? Oh my! Come on, my Come on, with the boys and girls. But but no, seriously though. I mean, you know, for for someone that's part of representation, right? There there are folks who are are very, you know, um, what what would the word be? Um, Rubenesque. Yeah, and 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 there's nothing wrong with that. And so so we need to we need to talk about all of these things. People deserve the right to see themselves in whatever identity it is that that is that is part of them. And so, yes, it's 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 a part of that same conversation. I 100% yeah. agree. I think that you know, what when when directors, producers, whatever cast Folks, we know that everything that goes into the creation of that TV show or movie or Broadway show, whatever it is, is thought of, right, is purposeful. There's a reason. Yeah. So if there's there's somebody who identifies as fat, and I say it like that because there's a lot of people who think that that's, you know, a bad word, but there are so many people that are very proud Mm -hmm. Yes, that. fat liberation movement. Yes. Absolutely. Why yes. shouldn't they be honored? Why shouldn't we know that there is somebody that looks like us on TV or that that's a beautiful thing for a lot of folks? So oh, thank you. You just gave me a reason to feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, you know, when I was in high school, one of my very best friends was was a large girl. I, she's still my best friend to this day, actually. But, um, you know, she wanted to be a cheerleader. And she was told no. And the mm. first year she was told no. And the second year she came back with a routine that, I mean, blew every mm -hmm. other girl away and was told no again. Mm. And I, I, the first time I ever heard these words was actually when she got up in front of an assembly. Um, her parents had filed a lawsuit against the school. It was dropped and things worked out well. Um, but she got up in front of, of the assembly and said, why shouldn't my sister and my little cousins see someone like me doing this. We don't see ourselves 
And I, I, that was the first time I had ever heard that kind of conversation. And, you know, when I hear it now and rolling back to rolling back to the cartoon, you know, little boys and little girls uh, can now hear their language and can see and imagine themselves as part of that show mm-hmm. and others. And that's, that's what it's all about. That is so important, Anthony. Um, I had a personal story. We have a, a theater in Boston called We Lock Family Theater, and they do a lot of diverse casting. And they have cast deaf actors, and they cast someone in a wheelchair at a performance where um, students from the Perkins School for the Blind went, and a young girl who was blind in a wheelchair was listening to the audio description where it said that the character was in a wheelchair. And she started to cry and she said, like me. And it was so emotional for me as well to see her reaction about there's somebody on stage like me. And that's what it is. That's what it's all about. Thomas, I have to ask, since part of your reputation is based on your thoughts of what you thought of Black Panther. So I have to ask you, what do you think of Wakanda forever? Mm, wow. So, so Carl, I went Friday to go see it. And this was the first time at a new theater because we went and I picked up my daughter. Friday was also my daughter's birthday, my, my youngest daughter. Happy belated. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. And um, for the first time in years, the equipment didn't work at the theater that I was at. And so they tried and tried to get it. So my audio describer was Black. It was my two daughters. <laughs> my two my, my two daughters stepped in. And so Raven, the youngest one, she did the majority of it. Um, and then and then my oldest daughter, Rihanna, she stepped in for a little bit. They do they do a fantastic job, but I have no idea. I have not oh, I'm so sorry actually experienced the movie. Uh, yeah. With with well, So why don't you send me an email offline with movie theater chain it was and I'll see if I can get the media committee to work on that a little bit. Sure, I'll let you know. I, I did my own advocacy. You know, they 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 did some things there um, that day, so we got we got refunded, got tickets, and all that stuff. Um, it's it's a regal theater. I'll tell you right now, it was a okay. regal theater. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And they they normally do a really fantastic job. Um, but that was my first time to this specific theater. Uh, okay. All right. But anyway, do, do you have plans to? Oh, sorry, Carl. No, go ahead, Nefertiti. I was just going to ask uh, Thomas, do you have plans to try again? I do want to try again. Yeah, I do at some point. Yeah. Um, well, I did hear that uh, Deluxe, who is in charge of the description, did choose a black man. Okay. John Bennett, I believe is the name. Hmm. I'm sorry if I'm if I'm wrong, um, but it's something like that. And I I have been told that it's a black man. I've not been able to to watch the movie yet. Everything is sold out. But soon soon and i'm looking forward to it i mean it was I'm, great though it was still disappointed great. it wasn't thomas but uh <laughs> Thanks, <yeah. laughs> i don't think that i do not think this is the last in that um in that series so thomas we will advocate for that too now, hey let's go <laughs> now did, did chad chad what did, did would he able to film this before they he died or did no he, no did no he another no. actor no, okay. no, yeah, they didn't use another actor. I think no, it no, had no. to go no, in a completely different line. direction. Part it's definitely yeah. part of the storyline. It's a fantastic storyline. Um, you definitely have but to check it out. It was, don't it give really it away. I'm oh, planning. no, I'm not giving anything away. So. I'm planning <laughs> but on I, I did have the, the best AED I could possibly get with my daughters. Yeah, I hope, <laughs> I hope one was on each side of you. 
Like yeah. no, no, know. it was just yeah, it was just one or two. No, they they did it. Raven does a really good job. So yeah. That's now, really <laughs> did other people mind them doing it? Or did they No, there wasn't a lot of folks in the theater. There really okay. wasn't. Yeah, at the time wow. there weren't, weren't a lot of people. It was a large theater. Um yeah. just not that many people at that time. So and it was they an can, early show. And they can audio describe extemporaneously. Maybe we yeah. have two future uh uh, people working in the business. Yeah, yeah. I try, I'm trying to get them in. Well, one of them already got <laughs> kind of got in, but that's a whole other story. But yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so I want to remind you. We need more black voices. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Hack, hack yeah. Uh, have double hockey sticks, yeah. <laughs> I want to remind listeners, um, if you have some questions or you want to make some comments, get those hands up. We'll be coming to you in a little while. Um, you guys mentioned the chat a couple of times, and I wanted to get to that. I want to get to Thomas's podcast, and I want to find out what you're working on next, Nefertiti. But um, let's start with the chats. Uh, where can you know where can listeners find it? Um, and you know what are some of the topics that are coming up soon? Sure. Yeah. yeah, I'll start, Thomas. Thanks. Um, so we've mostly done these chats on Twitter via Twitter Space. And we've top, uh, we've covered so far, help me out here, Thomas, we've covered self-description, um, mm-hmm. you know, and all the controversies and, and uh, good things about that. Uh, we've talked, uh-huh, we've talked yep. about blind people in the audio description space, everything from narrating to writing, quality control and engineering, mm-hmm. um, and how to enter the field and what to expect. Uh, what was our third or was the, it our second? Was that the cultural compass? Was the last one the that most? That was recent the last one, one which we uh-huh. did do on LinkedIn Audio, right? Um, because we're we we did commit. Cheryl Thomas and I have always thought from the start that we wanted to be sort of an audio description traveling show, you know, from platform to platform, so that everyone, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so where, that everyone could have a chance. And where does one view all this stuff? How do you access it? Right. So Twitter space did allow us to record. LinkedIn audio did not. But Cheryl finagled away um, to record the conversation. And we are currently working on uh, written transcripts of the conversation. I believe Cheryl has finished uh, the LinkedIn audio event, which is our most recent one about cultural uh, responsiveness. And she is continuing to work on the three previous conversations that we had on Twitter. Um, and we are thinking, uh, Thomas, I don't, well. Yeah, no, it's cool. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. So we're think, we're wondering, or we've been um, sort of brainstorming where to host these conversations in a, in a place that people can access anytime. And since LinkedIn Audio doesn't offer recordings and Twitter Spaces deletes them after 30 days. Thomas has graciously accepted to host them on his podcast feed. So as and soon as- how did, how did one find out how to watch these live when you do these live? Ah, so we tend to do a lot of promoting on Twitter. And yes, we know Twitter is in a bit of a meltdown right now. So we're 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 still active on Twitter. The audio description Twitter community is still there. Um, Thomas on his personal at T S Reed R I. Uh, oh my goodness, R E I D like his last name. Um, post them. I post them on my Twitter feed at the three first letters of my three names N E F M A T O L I. Cheryl Green at Who Am I to Stop It? And people, you know, tend to retweet us and all that stuff. Also, since this most recent conversation happened on LinkedIn, we did a lot of promoting on LinkedIn. 
So that's typically how you you can keep up. Um, well, send me an email and I will make sure that Sunday edition listeners know as well. And it'll go in the show notes. So, Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Definitely and that's a perfect segue. Thomas, talk a little bit about Read My Mind. Oh, thank you, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the podcast, we've been doing it this year has been fantastic. The, the last episode of the season, I'm currently in the Young, Gifted, Black, and Disabled season. Um, yes. And the last episode drops this Tuesday. Um, and that's going to really, for the most part, conclude 2022. Um, although I'll probably do a holiday episode. I want to do something fun. I like to do that at the end of the year sometimes. Uh, but no, it's been a fantastic season, I think. And, and you know, we started with uh, doing your thing with disability. For those who are really interested in the conversation around audio description, please go check out the anything on there about flipping the script on audio description. Um, I have lots of stuff on readmymind.com uh, or in the anywhere you get podcasts. So it's Read My Mind Radio. Everybody leaves out the radio for some reason. And I think, Sorry. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay because I think, you know, it's, it's funny because I'm like, oh, maybe I should take it out. I'm not going to take it out. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like I want to do, maybe I'll include that in the episode for the holiday. I want to do something that's going to make people remember the radio. How about that? It's up to me to make y'all remember Read My Mind Radio. So you, I'm just going to take it as a challenge, Anthony. You so know Thomas. As a member of the deafblind community myself, in that I have Usher syndrome, I want to thank you recently for highlighting a member of the deafblind community in her advocacy yeah. and having Gabe Germa. So thank you for also remembering the deafblind community. No, absolutely. And and what's what's ironic is that I didn't I didn't necessarily plan, but the the episode after that, so the one that's currently out there is uh, is another gentleman, Mark Safman, um, who's also deafblind. Yes, that's and, right. And talk yep. about talked about a lot of things. And so, yeah, no, I think that's really, really important for us to, to highlight, you know, folks who, who don't often get the microphone. I mean, having Gurma does a good job of, 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 of getting highlight of highlighting. She, she's well known, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the topics yeah. and, and the things, you know, and I, I wish I could have covered more, but, but I hope to do that on an ongoing basis, the same way, you know, a couple of years ago, it was like, Oh, wait, we're not covering. We're not really talking too much about um, Spanish audio description. Well, let's talk about that. So, you know, when you see these gaps, we all got to try to fill them wherever we can. So. And your conversations, you know, they're deep, they're, they're real, they're, you know, at times raw, but you know, there's, there's the element of fun in every, at least every single one I've listened to. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if listeners out there, if you have not checked out and I'll add the radio, <laughs> read my mind radio, <laughs> um, please go check it out. It, you know, I, I, people are often complimentary of my interview skills. And I will definitely say, I think Thomas does a better job than I do. So <laughs> no, I, I would, I would not say that, but I appreciate that. But uh, you do a fantastic job. And I think that the thing that's different, you do a great job and you're doing it off the cuff right here, right there. Right. I edit, man. And so you, you don't hear my fumbles and stuff like that. I clean it up. So I do a good job cleaning it up. But I give credit to those who can sort of extemporaneously have these conversations and, you know, you have your plan and you kind of, you know, uh, seamlessly segue to the next segment. That's hard. That really is a hard thing to do. So I, I, I give you props for doing that live. So thank you. I do appreciate that. So Neff, what can you tell us? I know most of the time you can't really talk about what you're currently working on, but what can you tell us about the new job? What can you tell us about some side passion projects? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like I said earlier, I'm now the workflow manager for quality and inclusion at Descriptive Video Works. And um, I'm still getting my sea legs, as they say. It's only been a couple of weeks, uh, but there are a lot of exciting things that we're planning to do that I am hopefully going to help, you know, the people who are currently working on things um, do better, be more uh, intentional, et cetera. Uh, so that's what I can say about that so far. Um, and I can also say that with my side hustle, uh, the Social Audio Description Collective, we very recently did um, the audio description for an Amazon documentary. And, you know, there are, there's my, my voice acting stuff too, away from audio description, but something related to blindness and blind positive representation out there. Um, it's a podcast called Mystery Recipe, part of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And this is a really Ooh. fun podcast. Yes, really fun podcast with human and characters alike. And it teaches um, young chefs and their grownups, as they say, all about the fun, fantastical, and just learning uh, all about cooking and the science of cooking and things of that sort. And I am really honored to play um, the intern for season six. Her name is Maggie Eggy, and she is an egg timer, a cute little yellow egg timer in the shape of an egg with hash <laughs> marks around her waist, indicative of numbers. And I've had so much fun with that project. And Again, she is a blind character. So without bonging people over the head repeatedly, but hopefully making the point that blind people can be in the kitchen, should be in the kitchen, and nothing will burn down. Everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. And, and I to, think that, <laughs> oh, go ahead, Carl. No, uh, go ahead. I'd like you to finish because this is important what you're saying. Oh, sure. So, so yeah, she's this um, little egg timer starting to be a, a, a food scientist and she's blind and she's um, Hispanic. So you also get to learn little Spanish phrases, phrases. And I just, I had such a blast and I'm so, so excited that a big mainstream podcast like this actually sought out a blind voice actor and allowed for me to have input on how Maggie Eggy should be shaped, you know, and to give real world ex uh, examples of how we tend to be treated and how, you know, either that's not okay, or this is how you can do better. Like the whole, do you need help for oh, everything? You know, so yeah, check it out again. What's it, it called? It's called Mystery Recipe and it's part of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And you can find it on any podcatcher that you'd like. And they do, I do want to specify this. They do three episodes per week. Meg, you know, you're welcome to listen to the whole thing. Um, but Meggie Eggie specifically is on the episodes that come out on Wednesday. So episode two of every week is where you can hear Meggie Eggie. Can you oh. give us a little sneak sound of Maggie Eggie's voice? Oh gosh, her laugh. Okay. <laughs> I'm an egg timer, so you can use me to set a timer for two minutes or one hour. Whatever you need, Maggie Eggie has got you covered. 
I love it. I love it. Can you give so, it to us in Spanish or is that putting you too far on the spot? Claro que sí. Soy Maggie Aggie y estoy aquí para enseñarle todo lo que tiene que ver con cocinar en la cocina. Soy una persona que no puede ver bien, pero estoy en la cocina como quiera. Cualquier cosa que necesiten, Maggie Aggie está aquí para ti. Oh, that was great. So, speaking of blind people working in the field of audio description, we have an opening for a full-time yes. audio description project yes. coordinator. I was so excited to, to learn about this. Oh, my God. Can I, can I bring that up, Anthony? Yeah, absolutely. So, the audio description project, because it has grown and it is continuing to do more and more advocacy, and it is a high priority of the American Council of Blind, has decided to make the audio description project coordinator a full-time position. So, first of all, we want to thank Jolyn Bailey Page for her and amazing, amazing, amazing. Right? Yes. For her service yes. as, as ADP coordinator, but she's going on where she thinks um, she was incredibly useful to the ADP, but she thinks she can even be a more service as a full-time development officer for the um, uh, not not officer, but working in the field of development and fundraising. So we want to thank her before I move on. But we are posting on, and if you go to the uh, acb.org website and look, I'm sure you can find the job description. And it would be wonderful if we hired a blind person to do that, to, to work along with the co-chairs, me and Kim, Fred Brack, our webmaster, Serena Gilbert, our social media, Timothy Wynn, our TV, and, and others. Uh, and, and they would report directly to Clark Vox, Paul, Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, because that we're going to be doing a lot. And we all saw the announcement in the news of Senator Markey earlier this week. Yeah. We introduced them the new CVTA, um, which, which asked for things such as audio description on every channel around the clock. Uh, the, the audio description following wherever it goes. So we're going to need a full-time coordinator to help up with that, the advocacy, the legislation, the the third annual audio description award gala next year, working with the various subcommittees within the ADP. Um, it's an exciting position and we hope to get uh, blind and low vision people to apply for it to look at. Thank you. And that closes out on the 30th, if I'm correct, right, Carl? Uh, if you say so. I, I, I think so, but check the website. Um, I, I'm I'm actually considering applying myself now that the election season is over. My democracy live um stuff is going to fall back quite a bit, but that's something to talk about offline and much later on. Let's um let's go and see if we have any hands, Sheila, and of course Clubhouse. Let us know if there's anyone there too. Sheila, any hands up yet? We do, Jane. All right, you may unmute. I uh, was wondering uh, where can we watch the first uh, audio description awards uh, gala and uh, can we for question. <laughs> Carl? I'm sorry, can you, I have trouble where, here. Where can, where can they watch the first audio description gala? There's a couple of yes. places, right? Um, yeah. I, I know of one place for sure. It's on the ACB YouTube page. Um, so if you you type in uh, American Council of Blind on YouTube, and it, it, it should come up somewhere within there. That's one place. Um, 
It may be. I don't know if it's on the adawardsgala.org page anymore. It still is, Carl. Yeah, it's um, adawardsgala.org. You can go to that webpage and there's a link. I think it says view the 2021 AD Awards Gala. So it should be pretty easy to find there at adawardsgala.org. Thank you, Kim. I knew you would know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sheila, who's up next? Don't have anybody. Nobody in Clubhouse. All right, thank you. So, you know, I've always wanted to know if you get a script and it doesn't quite feel right, what do you do in that situation? I can tell you what I do. Um, basically, I do multiple takes for them. So I give them, you know, it's not it's not necessarily my responsibility to say, hey, um, I'm going to rewrite this for you. But I, I do say, um, here's an alternative uh, and, and with a suggestion. And, I, you know, it's up to them. If they want to use the one that I did, change it up a little bit or with the original yeah yeah same i'll do multiple takes um if i'm not quite sure of you know do you want me to be sarcastic here or do you want me to just sort of be flippant or you know the most subtle of changes in your voice can can really uh i guess transmit a, a bunch of different like feelings and hopefully engender those same feelings and in, in the listener. But Anthony, I wasn't sure I was going to ask for a little clarification about your question, because when I first heard you say it, what immediately popped up into my mind was what if I don't feel that the script is a right fit? For example, Thomas and I talk a lot about, you know, again, audio description, competency and cultural responsiveness and the like. And you know, we say if something doesn't fit your voice or if you're not the right, let's say, I don't know, race or gender or whatever for it, then consider, seriously consider giving that up for someone who can meet those criteria. So for example, and I think the same has happened to you, Thomas, I've been asked to do audio description um, and different voices even for, for folks that are not Latino like me. I've been asked to do uh, things that were Chinese before um, and other Asian um, ethnicities and the like. And I just haven't been comfortable with that. Surely there are voice actors out there and narrators who can better fit that request. So if you're asking in those terms how I feel about that kind of script, then my feeling is I I personally would not would not do it. I would either help these folks who are looking to cast a narrator um, find that narrator or I would simply say you know I have to pass on this you know please please find someone more appropriate so yeah that's a good point yeah because I I just totally took that question one way Neff is on the ball you see you see what I'm saying Neff is on the ball go ahead (laughs) Neff but yeah (laughs) I'm serious I am serious yeah, but absolutely. I, I experienced that same that same situation where um, it was an independent film and I was asked to uh, do the AD and it was um, it was actually a, a, a Canadian film. It was an indigenous um, community and I just did not feel right. Number one, I was doing an awful job pronouncing some of the names and they were like, oh, they were going to, you know, kind of I would be able to get it if they taught me after a while, you know, but I was like, I don't think I'm culturally the right person for this. This does not feel right for me to do that. So, yeah, I backed out, backed out of it. 
I, I love that answer. Good you know, you. creating opportunity and space for our brothers and sisters, however, in whatever shape and form. What we exactly. Preach, you know? exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you guys ever gotten into a project that once you started the AD, you were like, wow, I, you know, like I really want to get, you know, in, whether it be a series or a movie or anything, has there been a project that you went into like, all right, I'll do the job. But as you're doing it, you're like, Ooh, I'm now into this. Mm. <laughs> Other than the audio description gala, of course. <laughs> of course. What do you say, Thomas? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, well, there's one that I'm currently working on, but it, it's, it's, um, I can't talk about that one, but there was one I, I did the on Netflix, the um, the Untold series. Yes. And I really like those. I really like that they're they go beyond, you know, they're, they're the sports sort of oriented, but they take some of the backstories and they really go into the backstories of things. Um, so, again, it's sort of that same thing. They have more meaning, but I, I just like them and they have a lot of opportunities. So there's, you know, all the different types of sports, all the different situations and um yeah, they just did a second season. So I said, oh, bet I get to do a, a second season. So that's kind of nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm Excellent. looking forward to that. Sheila, let us know if any hands come up. But the last question that I have for you guys is, you know, after the gala aired and, and the replays and, and all of the discussion around it, I really do think visibility went up tremendously. Personally and as, you know, advocates in the field, talk about the reach the importance of of doing this yeah absolutely i mean i think that you know celebrities joining us especially this year wow it is star-studded folks um i think that's that that definitely helps uh with visibility you know putting sort of an intense light like what stevie wonders on there and ewan mcgregor his mom is a describer what like all these things are so interesting and i think make it so much more what's the word i'm looking for like something close close you know what i why what i've heard from a lot of people is well audio descriptions for blind people and i'm not blind so i don't need it you know how do i turn this thing off right isn't that like the number one thing mm -hmm. searched yeah. for when it comes mm -hmm. to audio description Whereas I think an award show like this, recognizing the importance, the impact, but also that these hugely popular, well-known celebrities are also into it and give it their approval and are proud of it, know about it, et cetera, you know, makes it more touchable, makes it more approachable, uh, makes it less of like this foreign thing that it's, that's for those people over there. Yeah. You know? So I think that is huge. And I think this award show has had a, a, a really big part to do with that. Well, I'm going to advocate now if we get Stevie next year that he during his uh, recording, he, he does something to the effect of, hey, Neff, isn't she lovely? Oh, <laughs> all right. I'd be done. That's it. I'm good. Stevie Wonder sang to me. <laughs> Thomas, what's your impressions and, and thoughts on the visibility and, and the importance of doing this? Okay, I thought you was asking me to do an impression of Stevie Wonder there for a second. Oh, if you've got a Stevie impression, <laughs> run it out, my friends. Well, well, you'll learn about me and Stevie if you when you watch the awards. We have a we have a special relationship, Stevie and I, that mm -hmm. a lot of people don't actually know about. So that's <laughs> going to be really interesting for folks to learn. 
Um, so so definitely look out for that when you watch the uh, the awards gala on November 29th. Um, you heard it here first, folks. At yeah. 7.30 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> 7.30 p.m. Yeah. Eastern, that's right. <laughs> um, no, I think, I think you know, Neff touched on it. Like, the, the idea, the awards gala is also that opportunity to showcase not only blind talent, but, you know, we, we hear from blind people throughout, right? And, and we, we hear about blind people in various positions, doing various things. Um, again, going back to the idea that this is more than entertainment. Like this is an opportunity to, to show that and show like blind people doing things for ourselves, that sort of thing, right? Um, we're involved in audio description. We always have been, that's so important. Um, and how we take this seriously and, and the advocacy that goes behind it. That's a big, big deal to me. The advocacy that goes behind everything that we have today and highlighting those things, continuing to highlighting those things, um, that's really important. So when other folks outside of the community learn that, I think that affects that affects how we think about disability. That affects how we think about blindness. Like it, it really does. I hope it does. And I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hold on to that and think it does. So, you know, Again, it's it's just it's there's so much that we can do with this um, with the awards gala, and and I just I just want to see it continue to grow and be able to do some more things because I mean it this can it can go really far it can go really really far It'd be such an um, important um, aspect to audio description in the future as well all aspects of it. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, it's gone so far in just a year. So yeah. Yeah. So. Um... Do you guys have a topic for the next chat? That's a oh, good question. I think, I think we were talking about AI, weren't we? Uh huh. TTS yeah. versus human narration. Oh, I want in on that. So, okay. Well, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's oh, a, it's a really. I have, I have some definite thoughts on that. As you oh, know. I hope you can join us, Carl. <laughs> yeah, Carl and I will be there for sure. Because yeah. yeah. it's a really, really important topic, y'all. It yeah, really yeah. is. Yeah, and please, send, like I said, please send the email. Um, I will highlight any project you guys ever are doing. But speaking of that, we've heard the website for ADP, the Gala website. Give us your socials. Give us websites. How can we find you guys? Absolutely. Um, well, on Twitter, mostly at Nef Matt Oli at N E F M A T O L I, and since again you know whoever's on twitter knows that it's it's a it's a it's 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 a challenging trying time over on twitter right now so yes we are providing people with an alternate way to to join the audio description twitter community and that is on mastodon if people go to adforward.org ad and the the word forward.org you could join us that way as well. Um, there's also LinkedIn. If anybody is a professional or even a consumer, I welcome everybody. Um, Nefertiti Matos Olivares. And those are the best ways. And Nefer, I, I, if you don't mind, would you spell it all out for our listeners? Sure, get ready. All right. <laughs> it's a big one. So Nefertiti, N like Nancy, E-F like fish, E-R, T like Tom, I, T like Tom, I. Matos, M like Mary, A, T like Thomas, O, S like Sarah. Olivares, O-L-I, V like Victor, E-R, E-S like Sarah. 
beautiful. And real quick, you mentioned the dinosaur. Um, on December 4th, Sunday edition, we'll be devoting all two hours to bringing any listener who wants to use Mastodon. I've been playing with it myself recently to get myself up to speed. I've invited two tech giants. You'll see the names when I put the promos out and you'll know exactly who they are. And they're going to walk us through everything we need to know to become a good Mastodon user. Thomas, where can we Thank find you? you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right now, I'm still on Twitter at T.S. Reed. And then you can always look for the podcast, Read My Mind Radio, or you can come over to readmymind.com, R-E-I-D-M-Y-M-I-N-D.com. And um, if you're on Facebook and Instagram, at Read My Mind Radio both of those places how come you don't have the radio in your web url maybe that's why no you know what it is because the, the that's the way the the show started it was just a blog before i started the um the podcast and when i started the podcast i was like oh let me call it read my mind radio so okay. yeah there you go there you go all right good question, i want i want to thank of course thomas and neff i want to thank kim and carl and dan everybody out there listening i will have an original show next week stay tuned and um, please, please, please mark your calendars for the 29th at 7.30 p.m. And if you have a couple of hours beforehand, both um, Tuesday Topics and Sunday Edition will be replayed leading into the gala on Media One and Media Six. This has been Sunday Edition. I can't wait to brunch with you again next Sunday. Oh, thank you, Byron, Sheila, and Nikki, too. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Good job. You've been listening to Sunday Edition on ACB Media. Stream one. That's American Council of the Blind Media or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Episodes drop every week at 1 p.m. on Sundays. And you can email us at Sunday Edition AC, all one word, Sunday Edition with the letters AC at gmail.com. Let's brunch again together next Sunday.